Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. We are recording on Monday, May 9th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And happy Mother's Day to everybody who celebrated yesterday. It's the day after here in America. And I was lucky to have a double holiday yesterday. It was our 19th wedding right. anniversary yesterday, too. <laughs> so it was a really fun day. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Did you have a fun day? Yeah. I worked though. So. Yeah, I got to see, it was a perfect day for me. I got to see almost all of my best friends and family members. It was awesome. I got to see Charlene at the yarn store. It was just a great day. Yay. Yay. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing my Star Shower Cowl by Hilary Smith Callis. I am really enjoying this cowl. It's so pretty. It's so vibrant. It is vibrant. This is the one that I finished. I think I talked about it just last episode. And it's knit in a yarn from Dragonfly Fibers called Morning Glory. So it's a bright blue and a bright yellow. Golden State Warrior colors. And deep, deep blue, like a royal blue. Yeah. And I'm wearing it today because... The fourth game of round two of the playoff series is tonight. See, so, so you have game wearing four my colors. of round two tonight <laughs> for the Warriors and for the Sharks hockey team, mm -hmm. San Jose hockey team. It's game six, I think, maybe tonight of round two. So yeah. we're right about the, the same yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. The, the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs always go hand in hand. So. I should remember that because two of my three children were born during the hockey playoffs. <laughs> Strange things you remember. <laughs> so I am absolutely loving my star shower cowl, which isn't a surprise because there are over 1,800 finished cowls on Ravelry. Today we had, it was our marine layer is what they call it, mm -hmm. was heavy marine layer this morning until about 2 o'clock. Didn't clear up at my house until about two so it was chilly so I actually had it pulled down a little bit over my shoulders because I'm just wearing a long sleeve t-shirt but it's the perfect little layer it looks to go so cute over I it. need to wear mine more often because it really is a cute look yeah yeah I want to make another one I haven't picked which yarn from my stash I will Ooh, use maybe yet. the twisted owl fibers. I was thinking about that one. <laughs> Great minds. I speckled think, yarn. Yeah, I think that is the leading contender right now. <laughs> yeah, because that that particular pattern looks good in almost every different type of yarn. Yeah, which is amazing. Exactly, and also the colors. It's a neutral cream type color with speckles of pinks, and. It's completely different from this. Oh, Therefore, yeah. I would be able to wear it with other things. So. Yeah, night and day and yeah. the colors and such. So that was part of my reasoning that it would be something else to wear with different clothing. Mm -hmm. So, yay. Yay, star shower. Yay. I, star shower. <laughs> okay, what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my solstice cardigan, which is a pattern by Cecily Glavick McDonald, which is several years old. I knit this at least probably three plus years ago. And I knit it in Imperial Stock Ranch Erin. And this is a colorway that was dyed by Madeline Tosh. So it's the fragrant colorway, which is one of her pinks that is one of my favorite of her colors. And it's just a great cardigan. It's one of my favorite to put on at home. I have four different cardigans that are my rotation at home <laughs> for the days like marine layer days here mm -hmm. where it's chilly in the morning. And it's now almost three o'clock in the afternoon. And I've had this sweater on since we got home from the gym. I was kind of chilly. I put my sweater on and it's Perfect just been on sweater for today. ever since. Yeah. It's fantastic. So the Erin, you, you've all, if you've been listening for a long time, you've heard me talk about this yarn. It's very lofty. So this sweater doesn't feel heavy on my body, even though it's super, super warm. So one of my favorite go-to sweaters for home, Solstice Cardigan by Cecily Glavick McDonald. And what have you been stocking lately? I am stocking all the shawls. <laughs> just all, let's just say all the shawls. And that's a lot of shawls. It, I guess it's shawl season kind because of, yeah. people aren't quite, aren't making, aren't planning to make big heavy sweaters this time of year. Some people like to knit well, sweaters you are in the world. year round. Yeah. And some people knit sweaters year round anyway, but there are just a lot of shawls showing up 
on Ravelry right now. And one of the shawls that I don't think I've talked about before is a new pattern from the Knit.Wear Spring Summer Magazine. It's called the Klein Shawl by Jennifer Dassau. And yes, it is another striped shawl, but this one is an asymmetrical striped <laughs> triangular, which you know that I like. I like those that asymmetrical shape. It's two colors. And the thing that this one has going for it is that I saw it in person. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I saw this one in person at Yarnfest when oh, I was Colorado. in Loveland, Colorado. The, I believe it was the editor of the Knit.Wear magazine had a little presentation one day out on the floor and she had all the samples from the magazine. So I got to see this shawl in person and I really liked it. Ooh, the nice. size, it's very big. It uses 840 yards, so it's a generously sized shawl. So sh generously sized shawl, yes, but the shape—it's got the long, long edge, triangular edges, so you can wrap it around easily. Really liked it. I also happen to have the bright yellow color used in the shawl in my <laughs> stash which doesn't hurt i still don't have another skein to use with it i haven't found the perfect one yet but i do plan on making this shawl very lovely you know seeing the pattern or seeing the sample in person helps it really does yeah. doesn't it yeah so that's the first shawl that i am stocking the second shawl I am stocking is a free pattern from Ravelry, and it is also a two-color shawl. This one has chevrons, which I always like chevrons. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. It's called the Marcel Wrap, and it is by, I believe it's a store called Little Church Knits, and it the sample for the pattern page is made in a very pale blue-gray and a white, uh, new, um, not an off-white, a natural off-white. Off so it's a very low contrast shawl, but it's very pretty. It's, it's very pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You could totally use different remnants from different projects and do different color exactly. stripes in that chevron too. Exactly. And the chevrons have little eyelets in it as well. So it's it almost looks like feather and fan from over here. Yeah. I'm looking at Charlene's iPad and it almost looks it like feather be. and fan from a distance. It could be. I haven't looked at the pattern yet, but like I said, it's a free pattern. I don't know anything about the store or any of their other patterns so i don't know how well written it is can't necessarily recommend it but the sample looks really cute oh can i interrupt you for just a second mm -hmm. what was that hat that you stocked a few episodes ago with the little color work the little like unplanned little color work that faded into the darker color at the top oh the one you Kaya were working May on or something knockers yeah speaking of free patterns that aren't very well written i started knitting that at knockers and i ripped it out because there's a chart in the pattern that makes literally no sense <laughs> i had several knitting designers look at it while we were at the retreat because i thought i was going crazy and they're like but that doesn't make any sense for example, if you have a six-stitch repeat, you expect a chart to have sections of six stitches, right? Well, that chart went from six to four to two to two to four to six to eight. It made no sense at all. So it was funny. We had caution. we had a lot of knitters look at it, and we all pretty much decided, well, since it's supposed to be random anyway, it doesn't <laughs> did it matter. matter? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But that was really funny. Yeah. Yes. It's one of those I, moments where as a knitter, you think, what am I missing here? <laughs> Why doesn't this make any sense? Why, this? I'm sure it makes sense if you just don't think too hard about it, but no. Yeah. It wasn't I don't know. Me. 
I don't know. So sorry I had interrupted, but that's I forgot okay. to say that. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So again, this is the Marcel Wrap by Little Church Knits. It's a free pattern chevron patterned two color shawl on Ravelry. And the third, another shawl that I'm stocking is also a free pattern on Ravelry. It's called Reina and it's by Nora Lavola. And it's a very, very simple garter stitch shawl alternated with a knit two together section. It's nothing astoundingly new. I, I think one of my, in fact, I think the first triangular shawl that I worked on was basically the same type of thing, except it might have been stockinette instead of garter. But there are 1908 projects as of today on Ravelry. That was in hot right now for a while. Oh, one. was it? Yeah. Okay. So it's Who's probably here? headed for my felted head. <laughs> yes. Oh, you want to drink my bow? Like it's you. probably a fairly easy to understand pattern if that many folks have successfully <laughs> completed it. And no, you are not going crazy. That's the bell. He's rubbing, on boo. Right He's rubbing on the computer. The microphone on the computer, pretty much. <laughs> so you guys got up close and personal with Boo. Yeah. So again, that is Reina by Nora Lavola. And I meant to say that the shawl on the pattern page is done in a fairly variegated skein of yarn so this looks like a good shawl for those multicolored variegated mm -hmm. single skeins that yeah. you probably have in your stash like What's i yardage? do yardage is only 380 to 420 so it's a, a smaller shawl but like you said single skeins single skeins exactly exactly so that one looks fun and easy probably tv knitting how about you what are you stocking i'm also stocking shawls are so you <laughs> i was relieved that you didn't say any either of the two that i've been stocking because i was sweating there for a minute thinking she's gonna say one of them so the first one is a new pattern free on ravelry from helen stewart and we've talked about oh, helen stewart yes. and her beautiful shawls so many times this is another one. It's called the Spindrift Shawl. And if you sign up for her shawl workshop emails, which are actually very informative, you get the pattern for free. So it is a top-down crescent-shaped shawl that is stockinette body with a deep eyelet border and a pico edge. And she knit it in a speckled yarn, and it's so pretty. It's another one of those one-skein probably any sock weight yarn you have in your mm -hmm. stash, it would be beautiful because the body is so much stock in it. I think almost any yarn, it would look beautiful. Yeah, Solid, variegated, so speckled. It would just shine in that particular pattern. So that is the Spindrift Shawl by Helen Stewart. And the only reason I did not mention that is because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> because I have been stocking that one now I that you mentioned it. <laughs> I got lucky then. The second one I'm stocking, I actually have been stocking this since we went to Stitches West in February. It's called Loop, and it's a shawl by Casapinka, and it is another crescent-shaped shawl, and it's a two-color shawl, but what's unique about it is that the stripes of the contrasting color are little noops. Now, someone told me that they're specifically not noops, but I haven't purchased the pattern, and they kind of look like noops, but I'm not sure how the actual stitch is formed, but it's just one, well, it's got to be two rows of the contrasting color to make it work. But it's just a thin stripe of the contrast color with a neat looking texture to it. And the ones that I've seen that are the most beautiful, that contrast color is loud and pretty and just pops against the color. So I did buy yarn for this at Stitches. And Heather from Western Sky Knits had knit up a beautiful sample that was in their booth. And that got me started on the whole thing and I started that one was really it was nice. pretty right it was gorgeous mm -hmm. I had started out thinking oh I'll use gray as a contrast and then I'll use a really pretty high contrast or use gray as the main color and use something else as a beautiful high contrast well that morphed into I ended up buying a sock blank that is a gray tonal very not variegated but um what do you call it goes from light gray to dark gray not an ombre. Gradient. gradient. Thank you. <laughs> I bought a great a gray gradient sock blank. And then I bought this really beautiful 
boysenberry color is what it is. It's like white and pink and purple. So I not only had to have a contrast, but my contrast is a gradient <laughs> with this little super bright pop of color. So that's the Loop Shawl by Casapinka. And that one is a $6 download on Ravelry. So that is in my future. Well, actually, those are probably both in my future. Nice. Fun shawl season. Yes, it is. And what are you actually knitting or crocheting is the case maybe right now? Well, I'm just crocheting another scrubby that's in my hands right now. And my main project that I'm working on right now is my therapy shawl by Laura Ayler. And I'm having such a good time knitting this one. It is a three color shawl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because obviously this is a shawl heavy episode. Yep, it is. So this one is three colors. The fun thing about this is that I was able to use three colors out of my scrap bag, basically. I probably had close to half a skein of each. So substantial quantities of some of them but i don't necessarily need that much the first color you i think you need less than 100 yards for this shawl and you have the option of course of even doing it in only two colors like gail did when she did hers but i'm just having a really good time knitting and striping and playing with the colors it's been really good playoff knitting for me i mentioned that i'm watching a lot of basketball right now so there you go. That one has been a great project. Tell for them about your colors. Basketball. My colors. I am using Madeline Tosh Merino Light. Three colors. A very light gray-brown called Dust Bowl. A blue-gray called Rainwater. And then a dark brown called Fig. And the way the shawl works is you start out in the lightest color. Well, I started out in the lightest color, which is the dust bowl. You knit a, an end, a triangle. Then you stripe in color number one and color number two. Color number two for me was the blue-gray rainwater. And then you've got a couple lace sections, a solid section of the second color. And then you start striping in the third color and then there's a solid section of the third color so it's really fun it's a beautiful color combination you guys it actually makes me want to buy brown yarn <laughs> i might have enough for you to have <laughs> the rest of this <laughs> and then you can play around i with can put brown a brown stripe yarn. in something yes yeah, there you I can, go i can dip there my toe in yes, the water so. yes there because you go. the brown the fig brown is such a rich deep beautiful brown it is it really is so that's the only thing I'm knitting right now. What the are only you? thing? Well, that yeah. Well, then consistently, I'm up... I have a, some unfinished things still in my work bag, but the, it's, this that's is what, what I've been on. working on. Yeah. So normally I don't like to have too many things on the needles, but yesterday, or actually this whole weekend, I just was a little bit cast on crazy. So I now have three works in progress that are active instead of just one. And the first one, since our last episode, I did cast on the Lily Pilly Wrap by Amba O'Brien. That is a project I'm doing for Mad May 2016, which is the Madeline Tosh knit along. You can find out about that in the Madeline Tosh Lovers group if you're interested. And the Lily Pilly Wrap is a rectangular three color wrap. And I'm using a very bright pink coquette, a very bright orangey yellow called Warm Maze and a dark gray called leopard and the dark gray will be my lace section i have finished my first striping section of the pink and orange and i'm just waiting for quiet you know a quiet atmosphere at home to start the lace because i've heard people say that the lace is not very straightforward so i'm waiting for quietness to do that part so that's the first thing that's on the needles really pretty i'm using madeline tosh tosh lace which is discontinued so i really am enjoying every stitch because i know that they won't last forever. <laughs> the second thing I cast on this weekend is a pair of socks. So this is my Mother's Day cast on, and I cast on a pair of socks for Max. And these are basically just plain old socks. We looked at some sock patterns and he said, I want completely plain socks. And I said, do you want cost contrasting toes and heels? No, I want plain, plain, plain. Well, I think that's because the yarn is so amazing. I am using Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock with Nylon in Kim's frozen colorway 
and it is so pretty. It is basically a white background with splashes of turquoise, purple, and pink that vary in shade from light to dark. It is so pretty. I was using this in my hoodie shawl cardigan that I started that I ended up ripping out. And when Max saw me knitting the frozen color, he said, I really like that. You can knit socks for me with that color, Bonnie. <laughs> so this is what I cast on yesterday and I'm really enjoying how it works up in both the, the ribbed cuff and the stockinette body of the sock. It's really That's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's stunning. And the second thing that I cast on this weekend, I recast on my hoodie shawl cardigan. Yay. So That's exciting. Yeah. If you remember several episodes ago, I had started it with Invictus Yarns. It's her Merino Cashmere Nylon Sock Blend in the color Rejuvenate, which is this beautiful bright turquoise. And then I had also used Dragonfly Fibers Dragon Sock in Silver Fox, which is a very light gray. So that's the stripe of the shawl part of the cardigan. And then I started knitting the frozen variegated yarn and it just wasn't enough contrast for me. So I ripped it out intending to do it again, but with a dark gray instead. So I got some District 12 colorway from Heather of Western Sky Knits. So coolest thing ever, I'm knitting Western Sky Knits in Heather and Kim's <laughs> colors in the same sweater. That so cool. yeah, the District 12 and the the turquoise together are fantastic. They're mm -hmm. beautiful. They're so vivid. I'm so happy with them. And then I will start with the frozen tonight. So I'm almost done with the upper body stripe part. So it's a really cool cardigan. This is the hoodie shawl cardigan by Suzanne Summers. And she has several cool variations on a shawl shape in a sweater. There's a cardi, I think there are two different cardies. There may be a pullover. She also has a really cool hooded shawl, two color one that I wanna knit. But it's cool. The back of the sweater looks like a triangular shawl pointing down your back. And then the front of the sweater, it's striped until about a couple inches above your breast line, you know, above your mm -hmm. bust. And then it's variegated yarn or speckled yarn from there down to probably a little bit below your waist. And then it goes back into stripes again. So, and that's all garter stripe. And then the I think she does have a pullover too. I think she does too. Yeah. She had a whole like collection of yeah. the idea of the shawl knit yeah. into a sweater. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just trying Fine. to get that in while you were thinking about where. Yeah, Charlene and I are both color. using our hands loudly right now. I'm surprised <laughs> where, I'm where did the other color needle. come in? You were so the the turquoise and dark gray stripes stop a little bit above your bust, basically your bust. right when you split for the sleeves. Okay. And then you start with the, with the speckled, speckled yarn. yarn. That goes down a little mm -hmm. bit past your waist, I think. It depends on how long you want the sweater, right, of course. Right, of course. And that's stocking it in the speckled yarn and then back to garter for the stripes for the bottom of the sweater. Nice. And then you pick up all the way around the sweater. Well, rewind. So after you knit the body, you knit the sleeves, partially mm -hmm. in the speckled and then in the stripes. Mm -hmm. Then you pick up and knit the hood. And then when you're done with that, just like Laika, you pick up oh. all the way around <laughs> everything to do a garter yeah. stitch and so it would break your arms. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's the Hoodie Shawl Cardigan by Suzanne Summers, which I'm really enjoying. And it's the coolest thing. I have all my favorite colors on the needles right now. Nice. Yeah. It's a very perfect combination Good right now. spring combo. Exactly. Very <laughs> spring, very me. I'm loving it. And I'm also, I've been working on my soft yarn blanket a lot, and that's also making me really happy. Yay. Yeah, super fun project. So what have you, you must have finished something since the last time. Since, I did. Oh, I'm excited because I already know. <laughs> I did. I finished my heartfelt sweater by Vera Valamaki. Oh, it's so cute. I'm so excited with this one. Uh, heartfelt was a part of the interpretation's three collection that was released back in February of this year. We talked about it in another episode, probably back in February when it came out. And I have to say, I love this sweater. It's totally my style, rather loose fitting, drapey, the raglan shoulders, just completely my style. And I had said, when I was talking about it in a previous episode that I didn't know how long I would make the sleeves, I ended up going with long sleeves because I had enough yarn. I'm going to wear it for a while and see how I like it. If I, every time I wear it, I wish I 
I had shorter sleeves, then it'll be easy to undo the sleeves. I actually and, noticed when I saw you yesterday that you had knit. I meant to comment that I liked the sleeve length. Yeah. It went long. I, I like I, that. I went long, and they're not so long. They don't cover the back of your hand. Right. They aren't exactly. my length of long. My sleeves <laughs> always go down to, like, my knuckles. I do that on some sweaters. And then this one, I, I just didn't want it quite so long. But I had enough yarn, and I figured... You know, if I made them short and decided I wanted them longer, it's kind of a drag to it's go less back likely you do and it in that add direction. on. Yeah. But when you're on a roll and you're doing the sleeves, and you just it's at that point, it's only a little bit more time to make it long, and you know that if you need to pull it out and make the sleeves shorter, that's, that's really easier. easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> then all you have to do is knit back on the cuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like that length, though. I think it looks really yeah, good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm, you I'm can glad still to see your that. jewelry, like your yeah. bracelets are peeking exactly. out. Yeah, like exactly. That. So my rationale was that I actually already have two sweaters with short sleeves in very similar pinks. I have Hitofude, and I have, oh, one of the circular sweaters by I think it's Heidi Kiermeyer. Vitamin D maybe? It's not vitamin D, it's the Chance of other one. Chance of showers, yes. So those two I made with both have short sleeves and they're both in pink. So that was part of the rationale. <laughs> That's smart though. That's like filling the niche in your wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I really love this sweater. Can't say enough good things about it. It had interesting construction. It started on the back necks. In fact, I was wearing it at work yesterday and my coworker, Alan, was looking at it and he was saying, how did that sweater start? And I had to explain to him that you knit down from the collar and then you go back and you knit the other direction for the collar and then the sleeves kind of morph out from the collar. And he was really impressed with the construction. Yeah. Um, it, was. It, it was a fun construction. He and was intrigued. Yeah, very intrigued. That's a good word. And it just, the sweater just looks nice. It has a lace panel around the collar, well, the collar and the fronts of the sweater are one continuous piece of lace knitting. And then the same lace pattern is repeated on the back of the sweater. So it's very elegant, very light. Very springy. Very nice. And you could actually, she was wearing it with very casual clothes yesterday. And you could totally dress that up too mm -hmm. with like a summer dress. You yeah. could go yeah. that very multi-purpose. Exactly. Come to think of it. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Hisofude. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy with it. Very happy with it. It was also my first time using that yarn. It was a Madeline Tosh yarn called Twist Light. It's a fingering weight yarn, but it's actually a little bit lighter than the sock yarn. The Twist Light has 420 yards, and the sock yarn, I believe, has 380, maybe, a skein. So and not much, but just a little bit lighter in gauge. Isn't there nylon in Twist Light? There is. Yeah, there I don't is. think there's nylon in the sock. No, there, there isn't. So this one has 25% nylon, 75% merino. But I love the gauge. It's got a really tight twist. It knits up nicely. The lace looked really good in the twist light. Yeah. It was a it was a really good combination of yarn and pattern. It was I'm very happy with it. I yeah, would agree with for that many 100%. many reasons. Yeah, yeah. So that's my big bind off finished object. It's <laughs> a big one too. That's yeah. I'm curious. How many sweaters have you knit already in 2016? I don't know. It feels like I haven't knit a lot. You and I had both stated that on Ravelry. Yeah, And when did. I read you, your statement about that, I kind of chuckled. And I was like, she's knit at least four or five sweaters this year. Have I? I think you have. I don't know. I rem I'd have to go back and look. I know I've knit. I don't know if Big Old Coat was this year. I think it was. Big Old Coat. and the... Was True this year? I'm not sure year. if that was the end of last year. Yeah, I'd have See, to we're go losing back track of time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, how about you? What have you finished? I finished my dad's socks, which I talked about the last episode. I was using a combination of the texture from Hermione's everyday sock and the numbers from the skip socks because it was sock weight, Felici sport. Sorry, it was sport weight, 
Felici yarn from Knit Pick. So those are done. So what I've also finished is the hat I was talking about on the last episode, and instead of knitting that particular pattern, I changed it to the Siemens watch cap, which is a pattern, free pattern on Ravelry by Brenda Zuck. And I've knit this several times for different gifts, and it's a very simple hat. Mm -hmm. It's just a ribbed brim with a stockinette head, and there are simple decreases. It's very straightforward, and it was very manageable for, you know, just plain old TV knitting. And the actual name of the pattern I was working on was the Block Island Gansey hat by Deborah Newton. And I did want to say something about this particular pattern and kit. So I mentioned on the last episode that this is a North Light Fibers kit, which I purchased at Stitches West 2016. And it's for a really great cause. So I just wanted to mention what that charity is. It's called the Siemens Church Institute. And this institute has been in place since 1834. And they do all sorts of things for semen, including they collect knitted items and they distribute them to mariners. And they've been doing that since 1898. So over a hundred years, they have been distributing hand-knit items to mariners at sea. And so this particular kit sold by Northlight Fibers is called the Siemens Church Institute Gansey Hat Kit. And it comes with a skein of the yarn, which is their North Avenue worsted. It comes with a pattern and it comes with a project bag. And the proceeds from that kit sale go straight to the Siemens Church Institute. And then if you want, when you're done with the hat, and or if you wanna send any other knit hats or other items, you can send them to the Seaman Church Institute and they do what they call Christmas at Sea. So at Christmas time, they distribute these nicely knit, hand knit gifts to mariners at sea. So it's a super cool organization slash charity slash kit that you can purchase through Northlight Fibers. And what they said that they were doing, Sven from Northlight, we talked to him at Stitches for, gosh, at least 30 or 45 minutes, mm -hmm. that some people just wanted to buy the yarn to knit the hat but not necessarily send it but they still wanted to do something to contribute to the organization thus he put together a kit where the proceeds go to the siemens church institute but you don't necessarily have to send in the hat so right. it's a cool project and the kit they sell it with four different colors and i got the orange which is a really cool orange and it's called it's rescue really orange nice it's orange. a great orange mm -hmm. so that is the kit and remember north light fibers they were our sponsor last episode, and they are offering a 10% discount to all of the Yarniacs listeners. So through May 31st, you can use the code Yarniacs10, and that's capital Y Yarniacs10, for 10% off anything you buy at the northlightfibers.com site. And there is a link to the site on our blog, which is yarniacs.com. Great. And we wanted to talk about their yarns because we both knit with different yarns. We did. I, a couple episodes ago, I think I mentioned that I had finished from a skein of their cashmere, I finished a basic, simple stockinette stitch cowl. I knit what's called the Very Gifted Cowl by Church Mouse Yarns and Tees. And the pattern, it's not necessarily a pattern, it it's a not a chart recipe. but it's it's yes thank you very much it's more of a recipe it tells you if you're knitting at this gauge cast on this many stitches that kind of thing if you want however more inches then you multiply it by your gauge and you cast on this many stitches kind of thing and then you just knit in stockinette and there's simple instructions about how to cast off and where to add a I think it may start with a purl row or something. I don't remember exactly anymore, but it was a it's a great little basic stockinette stitch cowl. The reason I use that pattern is because I think that this cowl might eventually become a gift for a man, and so I wanted something a little bit more basic, not necessarily lacy. And the yarn is so lovely. That oh, it's so it, soft. It speaks for itself. I you didn't I didn't need to add anything fancy to it because the yarn is really nice. The color that I used is called Pussy Willow. And it's a gray, kind of heathered, a very it's a medium heathered gray. And so you've got light 
a few light stitches in there, a few dark stitches. It it's works really, really nice. well, and it just feels so soft. And it I can be very, this. it could be considered very manly. Yes, it it will be. <laughs> it can be, and it seems like such a waste to give such a nice cashmere cow to a man. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> I could wear it. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. That seems kind of silly of me, but <laughs> it was a really quick knit. The yarn is called North Light Fibers Water Street. It's 60% merino and 40% cashmere goat. It's 165 yards in a skein. So for 165 yards, you get a really lovely cow. Well, I got a really lovely <laughs> cow. You could also make any other type of accessory. But this cow, and I think Gail agrees, it feels really nice. It's, oh, it's incredible. It's a good combination of wool and cashmere it's not overly fuzzy it's not over it doesn't have a lot of fluff to it it's one of the softest knit objects i may have ever felt <laughs> and i'm not exaggerating which is surprising because like i said it's only 40 percent cashmere it's, it's still 60 merino but it's really soft but some cashmeres have a high amount of the loose hairs to it okay. a lot of people don't like having cashmere right around their neck because sometimes little hairs fly off of it and this one doesn't have a lot of fuzzy halo it's got a little bit of what i would call low profile halo just not, barely yeah yeah very, not a lot of fuzz factor. minimal so it's really nice i had a good time in knitting with it it felt wonderful going through my fingers as I was knitting and I enjoyed it. I will have to add some of that to my stash. I was thinking about that myself. Yep. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. So did you have anything to add about your yarn? So I knit with their worsted weight, 100% wool called Ocean Avenue. That's the name of the base, Ocean Avenue. And I really enjoyed it. It is not quite rustic, and it is worsted spun, but it's lofty. It's really lofty. Mm -hmm. And we know how much I love that type of the yarn. The lofty yarn. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to make a really great warm hat for someone. And it seems like, I don't know if I'd really want to knit a next to skin sweater with it, but like mm -hmm. solstice that I'm wearing right now, it would be perfect in that yarn because it's it would be lofty. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I blocked it. And like I said, I used the rescue orange. So very, very bright orange. And there was some dye in the water, but not a lot. So if you're going to use it for color work, be careful. But it blocked up really nice and plump. Really happy with it. It's a really nice base, and I look forward to using it again. And before we're done talking about their yarns, like I said, we spent quite a bit of time talking to Sven, one of the owners of Northlight Fibers, when we were at Stitches in February. And my mom was with us as well. And we were asking him all sorts of questions. And the story of North Light Fibers is actually pretty interesting. They're on an island called Block Island, which is off the east coast of the United States. And he works with a small team of locals. And during the winter, there are only 900 people on this island. But during the summer season, there are 15 thousand people on the island how is so, that even possible well that oh, the village we lived in, in was the same way so i can totally understand wow. that so he was saying they wanted to prove that they could make a sustainable business there that went year long and wasn't just a seasonal business so they have a micro mill he calls it a micro yarn mill and he said i'm reading off of their informational brochure that on one side has a picture of all their beautiful labs Combined, there are five labs, four yellow and one black. <laughs> and it says, where we produce handcrafted, minimally processed yarns made 100% on Block Island. We take the fiber from shearing, washing, and dyeing, all the way to carding, spinning, and plying. The yarns are personally handled over 20 times during this process. So, pretty cool, all of their yarns. And they have a cashmere merino, an alpaca merino, an alpaca bamboo, and the 100% merino. Interesting. So pretty darn cool company. I love, you know, small companies that are making a difference to their community. A lot of our indie dyers and indie designers and things like that, you know, just the small business movement. And this is a good example of it. And I think I remembered now that I'm looking at the picture. He said that they were trying to never have more 
employees and they had paws. And they have, <laughs> since they have the five dogs, they have 20 paws. So they can't have more than 20 employees. So that was pretty funny. Really nice guy. And I've really enjoyed knitting with their yarns. So Yay. thank you very much, Northlight Fibers. We also have a really cool book to review this episode. It is called The Knitting All Around Stitch Dictionary by Wendy Bernard, subtitled 150 New Stitch Patterns to Knit Top Down, Bottom Up, Back and Forth, and In the Round. We were asked to be part of the blog tour for this book. There are several other bloggers who wrote about the book, and each of us took a stitch pattern, showed the stitch pattern. So if you go look at our blog, and we'll put links in the show notes and direct you to the rest of the tour as well. But if you go look at our entry into the blog tour, we have a sample stitch pattern from the book shown on our blog, as well as a sample project from the book that you can see how to use the stitch patterns. Cool thing about the book is Wendy, the author, Wendy Bernard, she talks about ways that you can take the stitch patterns and swap them out with other stitch patterns to create something that's unique to the knitter. Entirely your own. Yes. And so if you aren't a designer, it's a way that you can take a pattern perhaps that you are about to knit or perhaps one that you're familiar with that you've already knit and knowing what number you're working with, you can take a stitch pattern with similar numbers and swap it out and create something new. You know, what just occurred to me is I totally could have used one of the patterns in the book to spice up Max's sock if he had been interested. Oh, yeah. So that's one good example. So mm -hmm. I have a 64 stitch count in the round sock. I could have taken a multiple that fits into 64 from the stitch dictionary mm -hmm. and plugged it into my Absolutely. sock. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't even occur to me until just now. And this is the second book in Wendy's series. And Wendy is so funny. She has a blog <laughs> called Knit and Tonic. And if you haven't checked it out, you should. She is really really funny and we had her on the podcast back in 2014 when the first book came mm -hmm. out which was the up down all around stitch dictionary i think was the title of the book so this is the second in the series and i really liked the same type of thing that she did in the first book she did in the second where each chapter has a certain theme so knit and pearl ribs twisted slipped and fancy cables, lace, and mosaics. And each of those six chapters has a specific color. And she uses Spud and Chloe, I think, yarn. Yes. Spud and Chloe yarns for all of the samples. And she also has a color theme. So for example, the knits and pearls section was all turquoise yarn. Then the rib section was all coral and orange yarn. And there's even the edging of the pages in that chapter are the same color. So you can easily flip through and see, oh, I want to look at the lace stitches so you just go to the beige or brown edged pages so i just love those little details that make it very easy to navigate through a book and this the layout of the book just like her first volume every single stitch that she shows she has a knit swatch photographed very clearly she has directions knitting from the top down she has directions knitting from the bottom up she has them charted and written out and if it's different in the round than it is knit flat, she has that specified as well. So no matter what type of pattern you're plugging that stitch into, you can figure out how to do it. And there's no re-engineering required. So very clearly written. I don't, I will never be a designer. I just don't have any interest in that. But if I wanted to swap out a stitch pattern, I could really do it easily mm -hmm. without having to doable. think. Yeah. yeah. So I don't consider that designing. I consider that just tweaking something for myself. So <laughs> I could do that with Wendy's book. And it's just easy, very clear. And it was funny as I was, you know, thumbing through the book, trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to talk about? The first chapter is Knits and Pearls. I'm like, oh, I love this chapter. These are such cute designs. And then you get to the next chapter, which is ribs. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is my favorite <laughs> chapter because these are really, really cool different rib patterns. Then the next one is Twisted, Slipped, and Fancy. I'm like, oh, no, this is my favorite. <laughs> Every chapter was my favorite chapter. And I want to try them all, even though I don't normally swatch. But she has some really cool stuff in there, you yeah. guys. 
I think it's really fun. And I used to do it more than I do now. But I used to, when I made sweaters with ribbing on the bottom, I used to always take a stitch pattern from the book and change it up. Not this book. I used to take a, a pattern from a stitch dictionary, swap it up and do something a little different. And I need to remember to do that more often because it's really fun. And that's the thing that never occurs to me because I'm such a pattern driven knitter <laughs> that I never think, oh, well, I'll just swap that out for something else. It just never occurs to me. Um, and now that I have this one and the first one, why not? I mean, yeah. they're sitting there. Why not yeah. try it? So I'm I totally going to push myself. To <laughs> did you hear it? You heard it here. I'm going to push myself. <laughs> and so, she, did you also, did you like any of the, at the end of each chapter, she has an actual pattern using yes. a stitch pattern from that chapter. Were there any that you particularly liked? Well, I liked the photo that we have in our blog post. It's called the Indian Pillar Mints. Mm -hmm, they're cute. Pretty simple, basic mitts, but... Like we've been saying, you can take a stitch pattern, swap it out, personalize it, make it your own. That just seems fun. A little project that you can do fairly quickly and try out the technique. That's true. Very simply. Yeah. And yeah. I really like the hat pattern in the cables chapter. It's called mm -hmm. the woven taffy that toque. That one was cute. Loved it. Yeah. I will totally knit that hat. It's super cute. Cool. And then there was the other one in the chapter six mosaics it's called the mosaic and texture cowl so it has a section that's textured and then a section that's mosaic oh, which means yes. color work it's really cute i thought that one was really cute too. yeah i like that a lot i studied that one for quite a while to figure out you know how it was done and if it was two halves or you know i just i wanted to figure it out but I really liked that one well and you know actually come to think of it that's the only bummer about the book and this is totally out of Wendy's hands because once you're a designer and you hand it off you aren't in charge of the photography <laughs> the photography of the swatches is excellent beautiful photography you can see every single element about that swatch they're really well done the garments you don't have you have beautiful photography don't get me wrong but there was never a single picture of the finished cowl was there it was only a woman wearing it, if I remember correctly. Right. So you could never right. see it like exactly. flat. Exactly. And that was what I meant when I said I you kept were, looking yeah. at the pictures. or And then I had to look at the pattern to figure out how it was knit. Because I couldn't tell from the photographs if it was two parts to the cowl, mm -hmm. if it was two halves to the cowl, or two separate pieces. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. So, yeah. But other than that. Everything about the book I thought was fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I also, in the first chapter, Knits and Pearls, there's a pullover at the end called the Seersucker Pulley. And it reminded me of Ingenue from her Custom Knits yes. one, which you that had knit. That one reminded me of that sweater as well. It's really pretty. It's kind of kimono style, though. Mm -hmm. Like Ingenue was not quite as much yeah. positive ease, I think. Yeah. It would be too much positive ease for me because it would look like a tent. <laughs> but it's a really, really cute sweater. It is. So, I, I you agree. know, overall there are six finished patterns that incorporate stitch patterns from the book. And of those, I would knit one, two, three, four of them because yeah. I'd knit the mitts as well. So good job, Wendy. Yeah. Very cool book. So thank you very much to STC Craft and Abrams Books for including us in the blog tour for Wendy's book. And once again, we would like to direct you to our blog, yarniacs.com, to check out our post about the knitting all-around stitch dictionary. And we'll also provide links to the other blogs that were on the blog tour. It was really fun to participate in that. Yeah, the, the ones that have already been written are good. I was reading those earlier. Yeah. And I have to, once again, Charlene did the review of the book. And once again, excellent writing, Oh, thank you. Excellent work. <laughs> thank you. And in addition to thanking STC Craft, we would like to thank Blue Sky Alpaca for offering a skein of their yarn, along with STC Craft offering the book to a lucky listener. Yay! We will open a thread in our Yarniacs group on Ravelry, and if you are interested in winning the book, all around the Knitting All Around Stitch Dictionary, Go ahead and put your name in there, and we will have a drawing next episode. And I did not draw for a winner of the Masterpiece Knits 
book on purpose because I was going to let that go another week. Okay. So we're going to let that go, or another two weeks until our next episode, I should say. And I said a moment ago that the yarns were Spud and Chloe yarns, but is that a division of... That's that's part of Blue Sky Alpaca. Okay. So Blue Sky Alpaca is the parent company, and there are several of their yarns swatched in the book, so... Very cool. Thank you for including us in that blog tour. It's an yes, awesome book. I look is. forward to trying some of them out. So last but not least, all of the Yarniacs t-shirts have been mailed out, I believe. And thank you to everyone who posted pictures in Ravelry and on Instagram. It was so much fun to see those. Charlene and I were texting each other back and forth. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is so that, much fun. That was really cool. So now just this morning or yesterday we saw cindy had posted a picture of herself on her vacation in, in florida, florida <laughs> repping the yarniacs yep, it's the first in the wild sighting <laughs> yes very so cool. that that was very cool and Lori, thank you for wearing it on your podcast did you yes, watch that one yet That's yes that was cute. awesome and we do want to remind all of you that we are Craftsy Affiliates. And Amazon Affiliates. And Amazon yeah. Affiliates. There is a link on the right side of our blog that will send a few pennies our way. We just want to remind you that it does not cost you anything extra. It's just a few pennies from what you are already spending with the two organizations. And if you use these links, we will be eternally grateful. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I finally got Mike trained. I shouldn't use the word trained. That doesn't sound <laughs> But he actually remembers now to, to use go to the our Yarniacs link. orders <laughs> from Amazon all the time. Oh, so it yes. took me a while to remember also. So, well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And again, like every episode, thank you so much for all the wonderful chatter yes. and comments in Ravelry on Instagram, everywhere else. It, it really absolutely means brings so much joy. To us. Absolutely. <laughs> and brings joy to a lot of people. I hear a lot of people say awesome things yeah. about the community yeah. and how it's their happy place. So yeah. thank you everyone. Yes. Happy knitting and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy knitting. Bye bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.